What? I can't hear you. Never mind. So... Whoops, OBS crashed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it did do like a, a huge update before I started this shit. It like took like 10 minutes to update. A virus update? There's I, movement on your mic now, no. that little bar. Yeah, no, that's, that's been moving, but. It's uh, an STD. Hey, I think we're live, maybe. Can someone validate? Stogie transmitted disease. We're getting a thumbs up from Howie. Yeah, you can hear us now. He's is he blind or deaf? <laughs> Maybe wouldn't matter. Uh, shit, I don't know, dude. What are we thinking? What are we? Turn on the subtitles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she, uh, Becca, can you hear us? Hey, we're live then. So we are live. All right. Well, it wouldn't be the podcast if it wasn't all dicked up for me. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We're only 30 minutes late. We've been worse. That's okay. Hey, welcome. Glad you can hear us now. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about cigars and alcohol. You're going to play the intro? Should I play the intro? Yeah, might as well. Might as well. It's going right. to crash the mics. Uh, it's going to crash the whole thing. <laughs> All right. We still can't hear it. Can they, no, we can't hear it now. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Stogies and Spirits podcast, coming to you live from the Diplomat Cigar Lounge in beautiful downtown Keene, New Hampshire. Is everybody ready? It's time to just cut, light, and suck. Disclaimer. We are all curious if anyone can hear these things. I assume they can, but smoking or drinking. Who knows? Please drink and smoke responsibly. Only the shadow knows. All right. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Dogies and spirits. That was just the intro you heard. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe. Experiencing crazy tech difficulties, so I apologize. And we're um, a live but, show, so. Yeah, a live show. No, it kind of sucks. You can't yeah. really, no way around it. No, um, no recording. And, and I mean, unless you're listening on Spotify, then we're going to cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, to my left, to my left left, two lefts. Yeah, you can way, see me now. Let's see, that way? Yeah. yeah. You're I, pointing at I me. guess I could just look at where you my could. finger is, but I was looking at the screen and, yeah. The CEO. Josh, CEO, CEO, CFO. CEO. Yes, I. That's him. Hi. To my right, Mr. Gill. Sergeant, Sergeant Gill. Gill. Howdy. Howdy. And you have Warren, the and producer. And oh me, yeah. Let's not worry about who I am. We don't, we don't need to use names. <laughs> no one, no, no one needs to know who's doing this. <laughs> and our special guest, Mr. Mike Giacomo. Hello, hello. Good evening. Giacomo or Jack? Or is it Giacomo? I say Jack because oh, Giacomo. I've heard everyone you could possibly imagine. Mm. Had a great conversation this morning about him. 
Giacomo, Giacomo, Guacamo. Guacamole. Guacamole. That's yeah, ooh, I like it. I like guacamole. Oh, that's your nickname, guacamole. Oh, guacamole. Oh, no. Middle school is brutal, man. <laughs> oh, no, I some, bet. Some, some jerkaho and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Check half them out. Oh, man. Everyone you can imagine. Middle I was going to say, you're going to have a rough time if you ever went to basic training. Oh, all <laughs> right. Drill sergeants eat you alive on that one. But, uh, both my brothers are military, and <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. There you go. Well, yeah, tonight's show, um, we're going to be talking about the uh, Tabernacle Cigar. We actually did Charter Oak last week um, from Foundation Cigars, and this week I had an event yesterday and it was a tabernacle which is also from foundation uh and then the bourbon we're going to talk about is penelope's bourbon <laughs> someone tried to get me to say something other than penelope's bourbon but i did not you would ruin it for everyone else what was yeah. it again that was penelope <laughs> a good old bottle of penelope the old bottle of penelope barrel strength no but we are drinking the uh <laughs> Pen- now you're not gonna yeah. be able to say it. Penelope Bourbon Barrel Strength, which is the red label. If you're going, it's part of their four grain series. It's the red label. If you're going to the liquor store, um, MRSP on that is right around I think seventy two or seventy four dollars. MSRP. Oh, dys- I know dyslexia. Yeah, damn it, so dyslexic. It's always oh. something. So yeah, then we'll. Um, We'll do that. Uh, Mike is actually, Giacomo is actually a uh, whiskey connoisseur. Connoisseur-ish. Yeah, we'll take a step back from that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he, he does whiskey tastings and stuff like that, so he's going to go through um, how we should be tasting it. I know we did that last week, but he's going to give us our take on how to, how to taste whiskey. And then uh, we'll do a mystery alcohol like usual, maybe talk about what Mike does at work and life. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we we have no scripts this time around either. So I have, I have a script. Okay, it's an old script. script <laughs> it's it's the wrong script, but and then we'll give away some okay. cigars, and we actually are giving away a hundred dollars. One hundred dollars in singles. In singles. Yeah. So the first person, first college kid. Ooh. The first college kid. That eliminates ninety percent of the crowd. Yes. To bring me a selfie with Miles in it, who's a bartender at the Nooch. Wins a hundred bucks. So you have to be in the selfie with Miles. Yep, you have to take a selfie. Miles in the background. What's Miles doing? Bartending at the Nooch. No, but I mean, you like in the picture. Be here. You cannot be here at this moment. Oh, you can't be in the bar. Correct. Okay. So she cannot win. <laughs> they, can, they cannot win. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. So. And, All right. Uh, like and subscribe our page when you come in. So anyone that turned on. Half an hour after the show is supposed to start, yeah, sorry <laughs> and are that, still everyone. here, you could win a hundred U.S. dollars. One hundred U.S. dollars. What if somebody comes in here and then hears about it and then leaves? Is that did someone legit? just come in and hear about it and leave? No, then but, we have nothing to worry about. Not yet. But what if they hear about it from one of these? That's fine. People uh, at the bar. That's fine. Whatever. Okay, I uh, think that's good. What if they bring Miles? Here. Ooh. Uh, Miles cannot Then Miles leave. would get fired. Yeah, Miles would get fired. <laughs> but someone would get a hundred bucks. But so. someone would get a hundred bucks. But would Miles get a hundred bucks if he took a selfie and of himself came here and came here? And uh, gave it to he you. would have to get someone to bartend for him. I think yeah. he could do it though. I, I bet you he could do it. That's I think that's legit. I won't fire him for that. Yeah. If he finds like one of my other employees to bartend for him, he comes over. I was just thinking. Better reward clever. 
Yeah. You know what you should do at the Nooch because it's early, right? It's not like people are doing a lot over there and it's a Wednesday. You yeah. should have the podcast being streamed through the speakers of the Nooch. I might be able to figure that out. That'd be because you can play it off your phone. Like you can play songs and stuff. Yeah, so we can run Bluetooth. You can just our, our system go into the Facebook and yeah. play the live. I don't know if I'm smart enough to do that. I can't even get this thing up and running. So I neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, let's start with what you're smoking on. Yeah, the uh, Tabernacle. All right, is my camera is my camera on? Wait, say is, my that again? is my camera? On? Oh no, it's not. I was let gonna me, just like let me get over them. there. There you go. Now it is. Yeah. So we've been smoking this for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us are almost done with theirs. Uh, uh, yeah, it's charged. This is the Tabernacle, <laughs> the regular uh, broadleaf. It's from Foundation Cigars. This is a robusto size. Uh, M R S P. M S manufacturers. Suggested, suggested retail price retail uh, we have it for sale price. for thirteen dollars thirteen dollars yeah so I have this a, in a uh the tabernacle havana seed so it's on the higher end yeah a little bit but it's a great cigar yeah easy oh. to smoke okay a lot more pepper than last week though really sure. you think yeah for sure yeah last week was super smooth super easy yep we did the charter oak nice. it's a really good beginner smoke yeah, the Connecticut. I'm very much a beginner smoker. I've, I mean, been smoking for a lot of years, but it's like two cigars a year, and I've had no problem with this. Yeah, it's a very good cigar. It is really nice. Yeah. Down into the harsh zone, almost. Uh, the harsh yeah. zone. Yeah, where you start burning your fingers. On it. <laughs> so it's a Connecticut Connecticut broadleaf, and then we have San Andreas Mexican, and then an Esteli Jalapa, Jamastran. Um, I don't know tobaccos. what words these are. <laughs> no, those are just where like the filler tobaccos. Where they're from? Yeah. Filler, oh, okay. The styles, yeah. Filler. Tobaccos. Oh, they're styles. Yep. I don't know. Sure. What do those words mean? Nicaragua Esteli is like a region. Oh, Esteli is, is a region. region. Yeah. Oh, in Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Do you think it's actually Jalapa, or would you think it would be pronounced more like the With H? A, like a Jalapa. 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 Have to find some someone from there. Probably you're right. You're saying the rapper is uh, <laughs> this, this place redneck. called Connecticut? Then yes. Ah. Two states below us, I believe. Oh. Yes. Here it's more tropical there. So. Con- Connecticut. I believe that's that's Native American, right? <laughs> Connecticut, <laughs> yes. Actually, they're having a hard time um, growing the Connecticut broadleaf this year. Um, let me just get to I had someone tell me this. There's been a shortage on broadleaf lately in Connecticut because it's been a record rainy seasons, and the broadleaf plant needs deep roots to thrive. When it rains, every day the roots don't... When it rains every day, the roots don't have time to go deep. So they're having a really hard time growing that tobacco right now. When I don't have enough whiskey, I find it hard to go deep, too. <laughs> Turn this down a little bit. I Yeah, I raised the gate because it was loud, yeah. and then you guys aren't talking loud enough, so now I lowered the gate yeah. so that now hopefully it'll pick you up better. Yeah. So the it's tab- like a full-time job here. It is a full-time job. So the Tabernacle this. Broadleaf was first was the first Broadleaf Nick. See now did we're picking up all this shit. out of his own. He's known in the industry as the king of Broadleaf, so it was greatly anticipated and greatly lived up to. Um, the 142 wrapper was a seed that was brought from Cuba to the River Valley in the 1870s and originally used because it was thought it was oily. Nature would be natural pesticide. Unfortunately, this makes it much more difficult 
and more time-consuming to process. It was kept alive by local farmers in their own personal gardens and much in the way of heirloom tomatoes. Nick came across it and instantly fell in love being a lifelong Connecticut resident. So recap that. Basically, it sounds like, what, pesticides killed it all? No. They oh. thought the oily nature of the leaf was going to be a, a natural pesticide. Oh. And I guess it is, but it's a lot harder for them to work with gotcha. and age it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. So that's the, that's the wrapper on this. Yeah. And yeah. now, so is, it's tobacco. Wait, what's the wrapper made out of? I never even thought about that. It, everything's tobacco. The wrapper is like a tobacco Wrapper's leaf. A, a tobacco leaf. Yeah, it's just like okay. the, the nicest leaf you can find. Gotcha. It's not, it doesn't usually have a lot of like, it's not very veiny and stuff like that where it's going to fall apart. And and so then where does, so I'm now I'm like fucking stupid right here. Yeah. But where, what part of the plant is tobacco? The leaf. It's just a it is stalk a leaf. with a leaf. Yeah. So do they just grind it up? No. No. They just cut it at the stalk and they have it like big leaves just stacked on for wrappers yeah just no but i mean inside the fucking thing nope it's just it's just like the the tobacco like if i were to go get a cigarette right now there's tobacco inside that's all ground up up, that's all all ground ground up up. yeah this is all long filler so it's just the the less nice part of the leaf and they just roll it up oh they put it on the middle and roll it up inside of it so if i were to like we should do that sometime cut open a cigar to see what it looks like inside yep I'm kind of curious. I think they sell things called cigar cutters that might do that for you. I I need to turn the gate back up, so we're just going to have to be louder when we talk, if you don't mind. I can do that. (laughs) You guys can keep talking, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What do you think, Josh? Moving the microphone into my mouth a little more. We're good. It's just a, it's a, I think it's a harsher smoke than last week. Um, Like I said, there's more notes of pepper to it. Uh, Still a good smoke. Yep. Um, I think it's not like he said, he smokes two cigars a year, not having a problem over there. I think most people that would be starting out could do all right with this. Um, when I first lit it up and took some puffs, I actually got like a peanut butter flavor. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It just, I haven't eaten anything peanut butter today at all. I was going to say maybe it's something lingering. No, not at all. No. Hmm. I just got like a, like a natural peanut butter flavor, not like the Jiffy or anything like that. Oh, like the organic? Yeah, like an organic. The expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you go into the co-op and get in the like... That's the flavor I got out of this cigar when I first lit it up. I will say it's making me want to drink more, so... Hmm. Yeah, you go right ahead. I guess that's a good cigar to have then. (laughs) I'll sell this cigar to everyone that walks in. (laughs) So you're saying it's heavy, though. Like you wouldn't smoke a lot of these. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, personally, I'm sure there's somebody, there's, there's probably some people out there with that kind of palate that would smoke this, like, one or two. They are definitely not listening to this podcast. Probably, probably not. <laughs> as a beginner, as someone coming as a in, beginner, like, yeah. you could smoke one of these and be comfortable. Okay. Maybe start with the Charter Oak, and then, like, go to this. Something, like, if you wanted to smoke two in a night. So you think the Charter, oh, the Charter Oak is the one we had last week. Correct. Start with, like, the that Charter Oak Connecticut, easy. and then come to this. Okay. So then you get, like, a little bit more bold. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I actually really enjoyed the Charter Oak last week. I actually came in this this week and had one of those. Oh, so, did you really? Yep. Nice. So you think it's better for, so when smoking, you think it's better to work your way up 
versus then working your way down. Yeah, because if you start with like a really bold cigar that's yeah. very flavorful, it's gonna like ruin your palate. Oh, so then but, like, when you, you start with try the charter you oak, you're, it's gonna be shit. Nothing. Like you'll get yeah. nothing out of it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. I like it. What are your thoughts, Mike? I know you said you you liked it. You only smoked two a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh me again. Anything that I can smoke, and it's not gonna kill me. Yeah. Like if I if I don't smoke it and my my head immediately just starts spinning, then it's something that I'm you know I'm comfortable enough. With. Yeah, I hate when I smoke a cigar and my head starts spinning. Yeah, I think mean, there's some stuff with like some of the Maduro, you know, the Maduros and things like that are a little bit darker. And yeah, I, I saw this and I said. Eh. Sometimes it has to do with the filler more than the wrapper, because you can have a wrapper that doesn't. It's not really high nicotine, but the, all the fillers are. Gotcha. Like we did that last week with uh, Josh Greenwald. I gave him one that was was really bold and very heavy. And yeah. he, he handled it pretty well, but he does smoke other uh, things. Yeah. yeah. Cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Every once in a while. I yeah, every that. once in a while. You know, I don't know that I've ever had a head, head rush from a cigar, though. No? Mm-mm. It's not mm-hmm. enjoyable. Interesting. Like, you get wicked nauseous. I, I think you get nauseous. Like, yeah, very that's, nauseous. That's what I've had happen. I think I've, it's one of those things, though, like, if you don't do it very often, and then suddenly you go and... Like, oh, I'll have a cigar tonight. And, you know, yeah. you're, you're puffing on and someone gave you something real heavy and you sit there and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I, what I find is like Josh was saying, it'll, it'll, it kills your palate instantly. And I think some people are just, you know, different sensitivities. And sometimes you can, you know, you can have a, have a light cigar, not really feel much. You can have a drink after, you can actually taste the drink. Ooh. And that's the other thing that, you know, when we get into the bourbon side of this is, Doing cigar then bourbon can be a little dangerous for your bourbon tasting too. Usually, I'd go the other go the oh, other direction unless I'm drinking a, a scotch or something that has a natural smokiness that lends itself automatically to cigars. Gotcha. Like a PD. Yeah, like I see you've got the you've got the Dalmore cigar malt. Yes. Available here, which is I mean literally custom made to pair with cigars. And I think that's the first yeah. the first drink I had when I came in here when you guys opened was I had a cigar and a Dalmore cigar malt. Cigar malt. Nice. Oh, they go wonderfully together. Or a real heavy peated scotch, uh, sure. you know, one of the one of the uh, the eyeless oh, scotches, yeah. something like that. A Balmore, a Lafroy. Yeah, those a are of, super. Lagavulin. Yeah, yeah. You're looking a muffler, smoking, smoking a cigar. It's <laughs> yeah. great. It's awful. <laughs> Not for everyone. Josh, yeah. what would you rate this cigar at? I'm gonna go with uh, seven point six. Ooh. All right, Michael. Mike. Michael. My Michael. That. It's official. Ooh. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> My parents? Um, <laughs> Michael! I mean, honestly, uh, of the two I've had this year, it's probably one of the two. <laughs> two I've had this yeah. year. <laughs> no, well, uh, first both, of all, it's only like 30 days into it's the year. It's also 30 days into the year. This is my first one of the year, so I'd say it's a, I'd say it's a 10 out of 10 best cigar I've had this year. <laughs> yeah. But out of all the cigars in your entire lifetime that you've ever yeah, smoked yeah. or will smoke... No, I'd say right, I'd say right now, right around us, probably six to seven is about where I'm at with it. It's I think that's fair. It's, it's it's relatively easy to smoke, but it's got a lot got a lot to it. It's got some heavy yeah. bold, it. very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joshua, yeah. thank you. You like that? Uh, actually, I am I am with uh, Gil over there. Okay, uh, seven point six. Ooh, that's right where I was at when he said that. I was like, damn it. <laughs> now I feel like I'm copying him. Yep. But Playing I was gonna D. say I was trying to read the face you gave me when I said that. You were like. Damn you. <laughs> yeah, that's my number. Yeah, 7.6. That point right. one extra over the 7.5 is really what makes the difference, I hear that. Yeah, it yeah. Does. it's yeah. huge. It makes I mean, it sound more official. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> We're very official. Absolutely. 
Yeah, but um, they're they're here. I have um, two two different tabernacles that, like I said, the Havana seed and the regular broadleaf. So both what's the difference? Side, uh, just different seeds, different wrappers. But they're both probably just as bold, just as yes, correct. Full. Yeah, one's just a little bit more flavorful than the other. The Havana seeds a little bit darker. Okay. Yeah, Maduro. I know we haven't started drinking tonight's whiskey, the Penelope. Some of us haven't. <laughs> Some of us got started early, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we start doing that, do you ever find that when you smoke a cigar that your whiskey or your bourbon or whatever you're drinking gets sweeter because of the harshness of the cigar? Oh, for sure. Yeah, if I'm drinking especially something like a rye, uh, the rye natu- rye is a natural pepperiness, of course, and that's like mm. that's the, the number one flavor when you drink a rye. You're like, yeah. And actually, I had a glass of rye right before, uh, oh. bef- but right before I started doing this. And it actually, I think it, yeah, it sweetens it up a little bit because the pepperiness kind of counteracts the pepperiness in the cigar. And then you're left with the sugar content and the other stuff in there. And uh, it's, it's the flavor that starts popping. Right. So I almost wonder if we did our tasting and then came back and smoked the cigar after that, would it change your rating from a 7.6 to something else? I don't know. Because you're changing both the flavor palette of the bourbon and the cigar. Well, I wonder if I, while I'm smoking it and drinking, if it's going to taste the, change the taste of the cigar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Maybe I'll do another rating later. I'd just be interested to yeah. see if it changes it. Cause I, I, I think about it sometimes where if I've got something that's a little hard, like a, like this, where it's real peppery. Yeah. If I drink something afterward or if I drink bourbon or whatever, oh, shit. it changes the taste. We'll see. Um, now that we've talked about bourbon, why don't we just get into the Penelope's? Yeah. Penelope. Penelope. I've Penelope never had bourbon. to actually sit and think about the, the name Penelope now, and now every time I say it, I'm like, Penelope. Penelope. I, gotta, <laughs> I just got to take a, I got to do some stuff for Isaac for a second, so you guys. Oh, okay. It's a lot more fun to say it that yes. way. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's go into the bourbon well, tasting. So I don't have a, a one to taste here, apparently. Josh, uh, my bad, didn't get me one. You got moved to an old fashioned. You're I the, have the old fashioned, but the old fashioned all taste the same. I mean, there really isn't that much of a difference between, like, it, it definitely kills the, any sort of unique taste to. Want me to go get you a little barrel strength? Yeah, if I could, if I could get just a little bit of a, like, even just a little tiny pour, just so I can taste it. A little snifter. Yeah, because yeah, it's got to be. That's what we normally do. Normally, this is my, but I can. I can talk about this old fashioned here. Um, it's delicious. It tastes <laughs> like an old fashioned. If you've ever had one, oh look at this on the fly. You don't even need the bartender. This is perfect. Showing the, the entire podcast the, the CEO's ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, this look this looks delicious, just like last week, except uh, oh wait. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna try this thing. Yeah, Let's, you guys uh, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Um, Josh, you do what you need to do. Yeah, I'll start talking and, a little bit about uh, this. Oh, okay. Um, you guys can taste it. Barrel strength pushes the boundaries of our signature four-grain balanced flavor profile. Each batch is blended from three bourbon mash bills aged in new American oak barrels. Wait a com- second. Don't try it yet. Isn't Mike supposed to tell us how we're supposed to try it? Mm. I mean, I can no, give we you can, We can much. taste it, and then we can go through after how we should have tasted <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Continue yeah. your American oak barrels and completely uncut and non-chill filtered, which maybe Mike can tell us what that means because 
I don't know exactly what that means. So, um, what does non-chilled, non-chill filtered mean? It can mean different things. Uh, <laughs> generally, generally, I mean, there's a lot of ways that uh, different bourbons and, and other whiskeys can can basically try to clarify their product a little bit. Um, some places do, like for instance, Jack Daniels has a special process. They uh, charcoal mellowing. It's okay. uh, maple. They use maple wood that they burn and then they filter it through, basically through that. And they consider it's a mellowing process. Uh, chill filtering, you basically cool it really far down. Um, and then filter it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, what some people believe is when you do that kind of filtration, though, you can remove some of the some of the different chemicals in there. So, so they're literally cooling it. They, they they chill it down. Yeah, they chill it down, and then that it'll help increase the viscosity of it. Which uh, I know la- last week I think you guys talked a little bit about viscosity. How thick, yeah, we did. How thick it is. How easy it is to pour that kind of thing. So yeah. when you chill, when you cool it down, uh, you end up thickening it up a little bit. And it changes the filtration characteristics. Um, so what can happen when you when you do these filtration steps is you can actually end up removing flavors. Uh, yeah, some some compounds in there. Oh. So whiskey in general is, uh, I mean, hundreds of different compounds. If you ran it through an analyzer or something, just absolutely hundreds. Not as many as wine. Like that's really really complex. Coffee sure. super complex. Ooh. But whiskey, it's distilled, so you pull out a lot of the real weird stuff out of the grain when you distill it because it just doesn't boil yeah. uh, at a hot enough temperature to pull that those compounds out. But once you do get it out, then you age it in the barrels. And the barrel is really where, where oh, whiskey the gets its flavor. Yeah. yeah. There is some that you there's some that you get from whatever you're using in your mash bill. So uh, I don't know. Did you mention what the mash bill was on this? Uh, mash bill on this is hold on a second. Oh, it doesn't give me percentages. That's but, fine. But, but what's in it? But most, I mean, most. It's going to be corn, wheat, rye, and malt. Yeah. Okay, which is basically everything. Basically, and if, if it's classified as a bourbon, bourbon has to be at least fifty percent corn. Okay. So if they say it's a bourbon, doesn't matter where it's made, nothing like that. Like I, people always say, oh, bourbon's got to yeah, be Kentucky. Yeah, it's got to be Kentucky. No, nah, Kentucky makes some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, bourbon just means fifty plus percent corn. Interesting. Um, and usually, then they'll add other things to it, and that'll be it'll be barley. It'll be. Um, It'll be occasionally they'll put some wheat in there. Uh, some of the real, real hard to get whiskeys these days, the the Pappies, the you know the Van Winkle series, uh, and then the the lower levels of that like Weller and things like that. Uh, yeah. Those are all weeded whiskeys, so they actually put wheat in their recipe as well. Gives it a little bit of a neat sweetness. Oh, okay. um, and then corn of corn, of course, for bourbons. Mm-hmm. And then you get components like rye, where gotcha. you can have a rye whiskey, which usually fifty plus percent rye. Um, so how does that work? It's, how is it 50% corn and 50% rye? Well, <laughs> usually you don't have that. Usually okay, it's, yeah. a, it's either a bourbon or a rye. Oh, Places, gotcha. You're not so you can't have a rye bourbon. bourbon. Right. But you can have a rye, a, like a rye-er bourbon. Right. Like Bullet, for instance. Bullet, okay. Bullet has their rye, yeah. then they have their bourbon. But Bullet bourbon is actually pretty, pretty high rye, rye content. Yeah, they actually add quite a bit of rye to it. Okay. And so if you drink like a bourbon versus... Drink a bullet bourbon yep. versus uh, another bourbon out there. You know, pick your, take your pick. The bullet's going to taste a little bit spicier. It's going to have a little more of that rye character to it because it is a higher rye content in the mash bill. Oh, interesting. Um, and if you like that, yeah. buy a rye. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just found the uh, mash bill for this. It is a uh, 75% corn, 15% wheat, 7% rye, 
and three percent malted barley. There you go. Yep. So those are the so very low rye. So low rye content, but it still has some. Well, that's yeah, because yeah, some don't have any, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. there's some that they'll, they'll don't do no rye at all. Um, and a lot of the, and again, the blending is really the the end result of all this. So yeah. you, you find you all the different barrels and you blend what you like and make something that actually works out well for you. Um, but yeah, so this one generally, generally when I do tastings, I'm I am I say there's like three levels of whiskey drinkers. There's like the casual drinker, there's the whiskey enthusiast, and then there's like whiskey experts or connoisseurs. Okay. I'm somewhere in the middle range there. You're in the enthusiast. <laughs> I, I am sub-expert, but <laughs> I, uh, I I went to a bunch of whiskey tastings, and I was trying to host one, oh. and the people no-showed that were supposed to run it. So I canceled, and then I That's said, never one. again. So after that, I just started running my own. So oh, nice. Got a bunch of books. I was already a big enjoyer of whiskey anyways. Sure. Uh, but yeah, basically, it taught, taught myself everything I could, and that was about 10 years ago, and ever since then, I've been doing occasional whiskey tastings for charity and stuff like that. Oh, nice. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good time. I, yeah, it's you should host always enjoyable. <laughs> always happy to. In the plans, in the plans. So the way, that, um, the way that, that I usually go about when I'm teaching people how to enjoy a whiskey properly, and yes. not properly is a very, very loose term, so you can, <laughs> you can enjoy it however the hell you want. But uh, the first step is don't shoot it. You're you're wasting. Wait, hold you're on, hold on. Say it again. You're wasting. Say it again. It. What do you not do, Gil? <laughs> Did you hear that? Enjoy it, Did you hear that? When you have an eighty dollar freaking. I didn't shoot it. <laughs> I just drank it very quickly. I just didn't want to put it down. It was good. <laughs> yeah, was, that was Scotch, though, right? That, that was, was the that was McCallan the eighteen. 18. Uh, that is nice. Well, I don't know why you'd shoot that, though. I didn't shoot it. <laughs> All right, Mike. So anyway, go ahead. I, I, you sipped quickly. Different, yes, different worlds completely. Quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, so usually, usually the first step on it is when you pour your glass, a little different from the order that last week they were talking about. I like, to, I like to take a look at it first. And usually the one thing, if I have a white piece of paper or something, take a look at what the color is. Okay. The color doesn't necessarily mean everything. But what it does mean often, if, is, if the color's darker, it, it tends to mean it spent a lot more time in a barrel, or it spent time in a barrel with a darker char on it. A different number char, yeah. Yeah, a different number char, so you have medium char, and yeah, and a lot of them are medium char, it's kind of the, the generic. But it also could mean they aged it in different weird barrels. So I think the stuff I had earlier was, was aged in a port barrel. Correct, so that's gonna be a little bit darker yeah. already. Yeah, it can have a little bit more of a red tinge, something like that. Yeah. There's Madiero ta uh, casks that things can be aged in, uh, port barrels, wine barrels, you name it. Uh, Jameson has series where they're aged in beer barrels. Oh, wow. Um, an IPA cask, and I think they have a, uh, a, port, uh, a Guinness cask as a well. A Guinness cask, yeah, I have it yep. at home. And it's, it's, it's tasty, I mean, it brings out some, some interest and flavors in it, so. When all these whiskeys start, they're just a clear liquor. They're essentially moonshine. Uh, and then you put it in the different barrels and you age it through, the, through whatever process you want to do. So bourbon's usually at least three years old. Uh, it's kind of the guideline that they go by. Bourbons usually don't have age statements. Uh, sometimes they'll put them on there if they really want to impress you. Okay. Um, but it's not like a scotch where scotch always has an age statement. Yeah. And if it doesn't, they just, there's such a blend of ages that they're too embarrassed to tell you how young it is. <laughs> this one is... Four to five and a half years. 
Okay. There you go. So, yep, the, it'll tell you, but usually they don't put it as part of the name. It's right. not like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in the yeah. bottle. Yeah, yeah like, it's not like a Glenn Penelope Warren. four and a half. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would just be weird. A little yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so usually look look at the color. And the color, you know, you're not going to really learn too much from it, but it's it's interesting to note, okay, this one is darker than this one if you're doing two side-by-sides. Is, um, is there a reason why they don't age them like they do with a scotch? I'm sure there is. <laughs> okay. Yep. You're gonna you have go. someone who uh, who actually makes bourbon for a living. Um, <laughs> why that is? Why that is? I mean, it All might right. be an economy thing. It might just be uh, a Scottish tradition. Okay. That they tend to always do that. I mean, um, I do definitely taste the difference in scotches between like a 12 year and 18 year. You oh know? yeah. Like there's a huge difference. So I'm just curious if there would be that kind of difference. Well, if they're, if they're going for a certain flavor and they can get it in four years, yeah, right. why why age it longer? Well, you look at some of like the real again the high end stuff. We're talking about the Pappy twenty three year, sure. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle, they will tell you exactly. You know, it's this old, and same thing with their their lower counterpart, the Weller series. Yeah, Weller will have a Weller. They have a Weller twelve year. Okay, and so some bourbons do that, and you know, there's there's a lot to be said for it. It will take some edge off. It'll make a little bit smoother. Some people think it'll. It does a lot, but what each individual tastes is going to be totally different depending on who you are. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we'll get to the, so the tasting yeah. part, I'll get to that. So the, the nose is the next thing that we usually we check for on this. And the nose, the, the Glencairn glass has a nice little shape to it. It's shaped this way specifically so you can have the bulk of the liquid on the bottom, the narrows at the top. That way it condenses the aromas up at the top. It makes it easier to smell. If you had this in a, in a martini glass, for instance, it's shaped the exact opposite way. Oh, yeah. And you basically end up diluting the aroma so much that you're not going to be able to smell anything. Interesting. So the problem with smelling after you've been smoking a cigar is likely your fingers were touching a cigar. <laughs> yes. So you're going to pick up notes of smoke in literally everything you smell here tonight. But it's all right. Yeah. Um, so the way, that, the way that we have also that I'll teach in, you know, I'm doing tastings is either take, take a finger or we do an eyedropper. You take a dab, put it on the back of your hand, oh, really? and smell it that way. And the reason for this is... If you do this and just stick your nose in there and inhale, yeah, the thing that evaporates the first, the, the, the first, which is going to be what's taking up the most of this, this is called headspace in here, mm-hmm. is going to be alcohol. Yes. So we, you're going to get this. <laughs> we did. You're going to get so much alcohol hit, especially yes. if you're doing something that's barrel proof like this. You get a ton Ooh, of alcohol. So if you put it on your hand, definitely different. Definitely, I definitely get different. different. And you let it evaporate a little bit. What you're left with is all the flavor and, and aroma compounds. That are in the that are in the alcohol without actually getting the uh, the alcohol shot that'll destroy your your nose and basically prevent you from being able to enjoy yeah. the rest of it. Smells like nail polish remover. Now, yeah, now, have you that. heard the open mouth piece of it? I, I was reading that in the notes from last week. I, yeah. I I haven't done that, but I understand the principle. Like you do with wine as well, where yeah. you, oh. you you bring it in and you try to mix it with a lot of air and everything to get it. Uh, you know, get it oxygenated a little bit. And- yeah, so I, I had a guy that was doing a lot of whiskey tastings. Uh, he wasn't from this area. He was traveling. He was here one night, and he had told me, like, hey, this is how you're supposed to do it. And I was like, holy crap. So I brought it up on the podcast, and it did make so much difference because we were always, like, closed mouth, just closed smelling. Mouth just smell- and like you said, that alcohol just, just overpowers. Nail polish remover the whole entire time, yeah. every time. The other thing you can try with this, too, though, is, and this is whenever I do tastings, I always bring along a whole bunch of eyedroppers. And so what you can do with that is take like just a couple drops of water in there. And because a lot of these compounds, as you know, oil and water doesn't don't mix. And so some of these compounds are slightly oily. And so if you drop a couple drops of water in there, not enough to dilute it, 
but uh, just enough to what it'll do is it'll kind of break the surface tension on the top of the uh, of the whiskey and it'll release a totally different set of of aroma compounds out of the glass really and so it's it actually you get a totally different nose on it after a couple drops of water and swishing it around that's cool which is kind of neat it's it's i don't know it's uh it's all academic mostly like you know, no one's sitting there at a bar and like with, a, <laughs> with, with, an, a, eye with a freaking eyedropper. <laughs> it's academic. It's fun though. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, but if, if you're, you're at a tasting, that makes sense because that's the whole point. Like, exactly. Yeah. And next time you go out to something, like if I have a glass of water sitting at my, at the maybe table and if I buy a $30 glass of bourbon, yeah, maybe I'll try a drop or two of water just to sure. release whatever the hell's in there. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, so then after that, then you can go into the actual, actual tasting portion, which um, I know that's, he was talking about doing a lot of the slurping and the oxygenating, which is... Gosh, why don't you totally taste yours? Do <laughs> I already did. Oh, is yours gone? It oh, is. Look. Oh, wait. Is How did that happen? Oh. oh, because he shoots it. Yep. <laughs> or, or because the podcast is delayed by a half hour, one or the other. Yeah, that too. Same reason more my more. cigar's gone. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you want to try some of the other ones, you can. Are those ones even open? No, but you can open them. <laughs> So when you're when you're when you're tasting it, um, the alternative to doing this the the, the gurgling method, uh, part of what that accomplishes is it gets it to all the different areas on your tongue. Yeah. So as you know, like different parts of your tongue taste different things: sweet, salty, bitter, all that. And uh, so when you do take it before you swallow it, if you make sure you coat all areas of your tongue before you swallow it, then you wow. get you can basically try to experience the different chemicals that are that are in there and some of them will taste all different ways that is cool i, I was doing that, that part right yeah <laughs> you didn't even touch your mouth i mean <laughs> i've just been steadily sipping on it. you guys are just sitting here looking at it i'm well i mean we're trying to do a podcast here <laughs> so you you just bring it in. so what i do is i bring it in my mouth and i like suck air in through my lips yeah oh. i purse my lips and i just kind of suck air through it and kind of Oh, that's it. an interesting yeah. idea. Yeah, it's, and absolutely. And, and the other thing that that does, too, is you also help dilute some of the alcohol vapors that are in there, too. Because as you know, like, you know, your mouth and your nose are connected back there. And so you yeah. end up basically rocking out your nose when you have too much alcohol in there at once. And yeah. that's what I was telling Josh right before we started mm-hmm. here that if, I, if I'm sipping on a whiskey that's more than 100 proof or so, I can usually tell that it's over 100 proof because I'll, I'll, I'll taste it in my nose. Yeah. You know, I'll get the, the alcohol vapors. Are, there's so much alcohol in there that it'll actually hit me in the nose. And I'll go, oh, hello. Yeah, there it is. There what it is, is this one? What's the proof on this? Do you know? Uh, this one's 115. Yeah. yeah you can it's, definitely it's, taste it's it. A, it's a hot one. You can definitely taste it. Yeah. But uh, I did that thing where I... works wrong, Josh, by the way. This is from an, a different batch they made. This is batch 14. I think we have batch 15. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I did the whole coating my tongue thing, and it's inf- infinitively, infinitively more. That's not a word, but it's like infinitely. No, that's not the word I want. I know that word. Infinitely. That's no, I guess word. it is infinitely. <laughs> infinitely, but better. like extra, a little bit better. Infinitely, better. a little bit more. That's, like that's infinity plus for. one. I find yeah. especially especially <laughs> the sides of the tongue are where I really like. Yes, if it, if, absolutely. Because normally when you sip it, it goes kind of tip the tongue straight back and just like makes a line towards your throat. Yeah. And if you spread it to the sides, you get a, it's Ooh. a different flavor. I don't know what it is. I think you, I just tried that. It's a totally different flavor. Like, like it, it, it takes over my you mouth. Try it. It's, it's pretty, oh. No, <laughs> I did. Like, I, <laughs> oh, you, you, you already oh, did Oh, you can't. Oh, you guys are all saying this, but I have, that's what I do. I'll coat the whole tongue. Uh, I'll go underneath my tongue. Are you like a just, whiskey connoisseur? I think so. Maybe, Maybe an a enthusiast. Bit. I, I enthusiast. go enthusiast. 
Just I think like en- enthusiast is probably a safe place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I feel getting to the getting to the point of kind of year is probably more whiskey than I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But uh, yeah, so then after, so then after that, it's essentially the tasting. You get the initial taste, like what is the first thing that pops in your mind. Next is okay. Well, it's in there, and as you're waiting for it to hit all parts of your tongue, and then they all kind of start coming together. What does that taste like? And then what is the finish? And then the finish is, yeah. you know, what are you left with? And so for this one, like I get, I get a little bit of caramel in there. I get a little oh, yeah. bit of caramel in what part? In the finish, in the finish. is what I'm getting. In the yeah. finish, I okay. taste a little bit, little bit as well throughout, but that's kind of a typical bourbon thing yeah, to get. Bourbon yeah, bourbon is usually so caramel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, go bourbon, Actually, Josh, want to go through the tasting notes so we can just say the. Yeah, so you were talking about the four different parts. You got the aroma, forward notes, body notes, and finish, right? Um, that's what so the aroma. The aroma is candied corn, caramel, and subtle char notes. Uh, forward notes, savory cinnamon with rich notes of dark chocolate, oak. The body notes are the savory vanilla cream with hints of cream brulee. And the finish is a delightfully long savory finish of sweet cream and savory grain notes. Yeah, the sweet cream, the creme brulee, that's, yeah, it's like kind of the caramelization that yeah. is real nice. And a lot of bourbons that's will the, get that. And the, the reason for that is actually the oak, the oak casks that it's aged in usually. Uh, oak happens to have um, vanillins compounds in there. And so you end up with a lot of the vanilla flavor whenever anything is aged in oak. It pulls some of that yeah. vanilla flavor out. So bourbons tend to have There's vanilla throughout. compounds in oak. Something I've I've also noticed, like scientifically, yeah, vanillins. Oak, vanillins is like the the technical term. It is. It is indeed. Like wow. Yeah, that's. Do you ever notice that a barrel strength takes away from a little bit of that caramel flavor because of the the actual strength of the whiskey itself or the bourbon? Depends. There, there is a local distillery. I think we have a winner right now for the. Uh, oh, oh! Does selfie? Kyle have a selfie here? All right, hold on, pause. Let's I mean, pause. random person that I don't know. We don't know Kyle <laughs> at maybe, all. Maybe Kyle has the uh, the epic pass with him for a certain. You can come remember. He's he's trying <laughs> to get paid here. All right, there's Miles. Did you like and subscribe on uh, our Facebook page, Stogies and Spirits? Yeah, you can do it right yeah, now. Yeah, you can do it. We'll we'll let you do that. Facebook. 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 Oh, and YouTube. Do it on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. Most profitable like and subscribe you'll ever do. Yes. (laughs) Only cost me a hundred bucks. Yeah, right? (laughs) This is this is uh, manageable, a hundred bucks per subscription. That ain't bad. I don't mind this. (laughs) We'll be on a million in no time. (laughs) A hundred million dollars later. One million dollars. But you can keep going. Find yeah, it? Well, yeah, keep going. Some like. of the there's there's a there's a local distillery around here that I've uh, I've tried their tried their bourbons. Oh, and what, what are they called? Are you not allowed to say? No, no, no. I am. No, certainly is. It's uh, a Sweetwater a Sweetwater down in uh, down in Winchester. Okay. And I tried their barrel strength, and I tried their uh, their normal strength. Yeah. And I actually, I, I mean, their barrel strength was was excellent. Okay. Their standard strength, it, it wasn't it wasn't my flavor. No. And I think part of the reason was is because it actually you get such a dilution sometimes with the water. Oh, so interesting. It, it came off. I mean, barrel strength can vary. Uh, so, so what does that mean, barrel strength? It means whatever they pull it out of the barrel as. Usually, when um, when that moonshine, the, the clear the clear whiskey comes out of the still, yeah, uh, usually comes out. Usually by law, it has to be less than a mound. I think 165 proof or so. Okay. So. When that comes out at that proof, then it, 
goes into the barrels, and over time, you lose alcohol sure, fluid. Sure, it evaporates or whatever. The angel share, which people like to call it. Okay. Or the devil's cut. Or, well, the devil's Ooh. cut's the other side of that. That's, yeah. right. That's after they wring out the barrels afterwards, you get the devil's cut. Oh, but the um, But the angel share is the part that evaporates, and okay. so it starts nice. off at 100, and usually 140 or so, but it goes up to 160. There. After that, it loops down, box. and uh, by the time it comes out, it's barrel proof. Yeah. So nice. barrel proof just means uncut. Let's get your picture. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, so oh, take oh. a pause. Let's, That's let's, some cash money right there. Yeah, it's all ones, let's man. Let's do the promotion. All right, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. Ready for the... Have a good night, man. Congratulations. Congratulations on your $100 no. in singles. Now run back to the nooch and spend all that. Enjoy those singles. Yeah. I don't know who the guest is, but... Mike. Now go spend that at the nooch. Yes. Enjoy your bush... <laughs> there you go. Called the circle of life. You heard it here. He's buying everyone. Enjoy shots. the bush light, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you see why I do this? Yeah, there you go. They win it here. Yeah, and then they go back there. They, and they go spend it. <laughs> get it back. You get it back. Yeah, exactly. God it's a circle. Genius man. <laughs> <laughs> I get the like. I get the subscribe, and I get the money back. Nice. So sometimes, so, I mean, so with the barrel strength, the barrel so, strength is what it comes out the barrel as. So okay. basically, it means it's it's not cut with water after the fact. And so it typically most bourbons, whiskeys, whatever you're going to have, they're cut with water once they come out of the barrel yeah. to reduce the alcohol content. Yeah, it makes it more palatable for people. I mean, as you as you guys are seeing right now, like if when you go and coat is, your tongue with this, and yeah. like it lights you up a little bit. It I mean, does. Hundred tens, it's a good proof. It's on the high end of what I like to drink. I think like a good proof for me, I like about 100, 105. I think it's the right combination okay. of where you get the flavor, but you don't destroy your taste buds and, you know, blow your sinuses out with, with you know, with ethanol. What was that special wild turkey that we had on that? Long branch? Long branch. The long, oh, I haven't tried the long branch. Very good. It was I'm, I'm a wild turkey delicious. fan, too. That's my, oh, if you like wild turkey. That is my, that is my, my sipping mis- sippin and mixing. Sergeant, Sergeant Gill's a wild turkey, man. Uh, yeah. I used to have a t-shirt that said, Say uh, support wildlife, drink wild turkey. Nice, it was amazing. And it was heal you and you and guacamole over here. Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually we actually uh, we should need, we still need to write wild turkey and have them change the rare bird. Oh yeah, rare breed, rare breed, rare breed, breed to rare, rare bird. bird. Yeah, it's just no. a rare breed of bird. I guess yeah, it's rare bird. Be. No, it's rare breed. But yeah, that that was good. That, that red breed is really good, good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I mean, wild turkey. It's, it's sweet. It's a good. I mean, it's it was one of the first bourbons I started drinking. I was like, oh shit! Like yeah. I, this is it's sweet. It's easy drinking. Like sure. it makes a heck of a mixer. Th- that said, like yeah, it's not something I'm going to be drinking out of a uh, out of a Glencairn. Probably I mean, not. maybe the rare breed I will. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, it was it was really good. I would do the long branch out of. And I've ne- I want to try that at some point. Then it sounds good. Do we have? Did he say there was only branch? a certain amount of? I don't uh, think I have any more barrels that they made of that stuff. The guy like brought it in special. No, that taste. was the old Forester. Oh, that was the old Forester. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was really 150, good. 150th anniversary, I think. Yeah, that was unbelievable. There was only like 126 proof. How many barrels? He said there's like 100 barrels of it or something, 80, or 80 barrels. 80 barrels, yeah. Yeah. Old Forester went nuts recently. The last 10 years, like, they just, their brand just exploded. Yeah, I mean, they used to be like, that was kind of like, you know, whatever your grandfather had lying down somewhere. <laughs> and, and then suddenly it turned into like, oh, they have like eight different editions of different years that they were copying mash bills from the 1800s. It's, oh, yeah. It's cool stuff. And yeah, they have really yeah, good absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But yeah, so it's um so this being barrel proof, like this is a yep. relatively low barrel proof. You can get barrel proofs up in the hundred twenties and stuff oh, like wow. that. But that's you know it's that's insane. You gotta like it, you gotta like it. <laughs> like the Bookers. Bookers is like usually one twenty something, right? Yeah, Bookers is super yeah. high. Okay. Yeah. And some of that is you know, some of that is just how long you let us in the barrel, some of it is how long you uh uh what what it what proof it came into the barrel at. Uh most of these places have pretty tight quality control though. I mean these are these are industrial stills that they're running it out sure. of. And uh, they, they've got good control, and they know exactly what it's going in at. They know what it'll be after this amount of time to within a, you know, within one or two proof, at least. Like, they'll know about where it'll be, but a lot of it depends on, you know, how porous is the oak, how dense is the wood, like, is going to evaporate more, and stuff like that. But, so you were, you were bringing up something to me um, when we weren't here, I believe. I think we were talking online, talking about distilling. Yeah. Uh, these, this brand doesn't have their own distillery, though, correct? Right, which is actually really common with Rise. Really, really common with Rise. Like, there are okay. so few distilleries out there that actually, like, malt their own Rise and do their own Rye distilling because it's super sticky, gross, messy process that nobody wants to deal with. Okay. Hey, is there a reason? Is it, like, for Rise, is it... Uh, oh, Boston scored. That's why. Yeah, they Bruins scored. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone got a little excited. Yeah. So, so go Bruins. Is is Rye Predator more suck. sticky and nasty than others, yeah. or yeah, okay. Rye? It's, it's yeah, it's just got you know when you're doing the malting process, it, it, you got to crack open all the don't don't, don't go leaves. <laughs> Fuck leaves. Sorry. So you have to crack but it yeah, all open. Yeah, it's talking about cigar it, it, leaves? Oh, wait. No, we've not those leaves. That. No. It was like MGP or something you said? Yeah, mid, it used to be called Midwestern Grain Products was the name. It's a, it's a basically a massive, massive, massive distiller in Indiana. Oh. Um, and you look at a lot of the uh, a lot of the rise out there, a lot of these like craft rise, what they'll do is they, they essentially buy, buy barrels of, of, uh, of rye. And they'll be pre-aged to X, Y, Z years, and it's good whiskey. Uh, it's, it's nothing nothing, nothing shameful about using sure. this method. And then what they do is they'll pick individual barrels, and they'll figure out what blend they want. But this isn't a rye, though. No. Uh, they also have a massive bourbon side. Okay. Um, they have... So they yeah. do a little, it's they pretty do a heavy rye. Well, it's what, nine... You said seven, nine percent rye. Seven percent. So they, yeah. they, they just distill alcohol in all these... Smaller brands, micro brands. Yeah, they create. I mean, you can go there and they'll have they'll have barrels and barrels and barrels of, you know, this is a five year, this is a ten year, this is a seven year, three year, whatever. And and then basically you can buy from them. I want to buy a barrel of this this age of this grain type, okay. and then you can take them and you bring them back and you can blend them however you want. And that's why all oh. these different micro distilleries, even though they may not, some of them distill all their own. Mm -hmm. um, like again, like Sweetwater distills their own, Copper Cannon distills their own, uh, to name the two local ones around here. But you know, some of the places that are really expanding large, like uh, you know, I think Tucker, Tuckerman's started distributing a lot a few years back, and not Tuckerman, sorry, yeah, what the hell's the one over in uh, Smuggler's Notch? Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah Smuggler's like stuff, and their their rye is that's an MGP product as well. Okay, um, really. But most of the ryes out there are uh, tend to be either MGP or they are focusing on rye specifically because it's complicated. Like yeah. Whistlepig buys from an equivalent company up in Canada. Oh, really? Uh, even though they're a Vermont company, but it's again, but it all has to do with the blending, the tasting, the you know, they create unique whiskeys. Oh, absolutely. But the the real like heavy, intense industrial work of actually doing the distillation doesn't always happen at the distilleries. Uh, and if it does, it'll happen probably for their, their neutral spirits 
You know, their gins, their vodkas, stuff like that. Okay. And uh, less to do with the age stuff because barrels are expensive, because, yeah. you know, it's hard to get your hands on really good barrels all the time. There's a lot of reasons. But anyway, so yeah, so I was asked, so I was, the first thing I asked, uh, I asked Josh, is like, oh, is, is, is Penelope like a, an MGP product? And just out of curiosity. Um, but yeah, they're always, uh, they make so some wait, good so stuff. So are they or not? They, they are, are, yeah. They yeah. are. Yep, but so it's have, uh, it's um, good for consistency. That's the other yeah. big thing is that if the smaller the distiller, it's like microbrewery. Like the smaller your yeah. distiller, the smaller your brewery, the chances higher the chances that you're going to have weird. The consistency is weird hard consistency. To yeah, and you'll have like not not to pick maintain. on anyone, but I know like like Garrison uh, Garrison City Beer Works out of Dover. Mm-hmm. They were huge. Like they were all the rage about like ten years ago or eight years ago, and their stuff was amazing. And then you have like one batch. You're like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> and they they fixed that since then. But like it was it was the kind of the growing pains. And I think the same goes for distilleries in a lot of places. Like it's easier to control it when you know you've got someone who does all your analytical chemistry for you. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's done. <laughs> it's cool though. What yeah. do you have, Josh, over there? You have something for us? Oh, I was just he he brought up Indiana, and I, I still want to try that Old Fifty Five. They've got. Have you ever heard of Old Fifty Five? I've heard of it. Yeah, I never had it. So they actually just released a hundred percent sweet corn bourbon. Ooh, so um, there's nothing else. It's just sweet corn. Yep. For the mash bill. Pretty, that's what it says. It's Ooh, a it'll be small sweet. batch, heart cut, 40%, 100% sweet corn. Nice. Wow. Good old corn liquor. <laughs> corn liquor. Is it aged in barrels or is it like moonshine? No, it's aged in barrels. Okay. Well, that's good, be, yeah. That'd be interesting <laughs> to try. I'd try that. I've had some so, raw corn liquor and boy. So what do you? what did you rate this at, Josh? Oh. Or Gil. Sergeant Gil. <laughs> Um, I forgot about the rating. Going a high like six point eight, six point nine. Yep. Not my not my favorite, but I also don't know that I'm a huge barrel strength guy. It is strong. It's very strong. Yeah, it's very strong. I like the somewhere between like he was talking about like a hundred, hundred and five. Mm-hmm. It's about as high as I'd like to get. So, what do you think, Warren? You've had it two in two two things. I've so. had it in two things. Um, now. To be perfectly fair, uh, in an old-fashioned Manhattan, any kind of, like, bourbon drink, I mean, everything else in there is just going to mask it. it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's just like, even you know. Even with the barrel proof. You, didn't, even, you well, didn't feel like it was a little bit stronger? I really didn't, to really? be perfectly honest. I really didn't. Um, and maybe it's because it's the 110, and it's just kind of like. 115. Or 150. Oh, 150. That's pretty that's strong. High. That's high. I should, definitely, I should definitely be able to taste that, but I don't know. I mean. Well, yeah, it's all watered down now with ice, so... That's true. Oh, yeah, so now it's definitely... Got nothing. Got you just nothing. got flavors. So but, what would you rate it, though? I would go... I was thinking 6.6 six is where I'd go with that. Um, and, you know, I'm harsh on my ratings, so to get me into a 7, a 7 is something that I'm going to ask for every time I come in. Correct. Um, uh, an 8 is something I'm going to... If it's If you're within... What would you, you know, rate the Pappy Twenty Three we had? <laughs> I'm dr- that's I'm driving for that. That's in the nines. So that's the way I rate uh, nines. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you if it's within a hundred miles. I'm going there and I'm getting it. Yeah. And eight, if you're local, that's where I'm I'm gonna go there to get you. Seven, if it's at the bar, I'm gonna drink it. Six, you buy it for me, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah. Fives and below. Eh. If you're already been having, yeah, it depends how. Yeah, it depends how many I've had. <laughs> if someone buys if it's you my fourth one, the then the maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so I'm at, I'm at a six six, six. six with this, um, Mike. 
Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'll tell you, I mean, I hadn't tried any of the Penelope brand yet. Penelope's. No, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't tried any of their stuff before, and I was, I was really looking forward tonight to trying this out. And I haven't tried the other ones. I heard good things about it. Is there one of those that's like a, like a toasted something or other? Yeah. Yeah, I, heard, I, I had heard good things about that one. And this oh, one... The toasted Penelope's? Yeah. And this, this one, I... I Again, I tend to gravitate towards the barrel proof just because I think it, it, it concentrates all the flavors a little bit better. But uh, it's, I don't know. I'd say it's probably between, between the six and seven as well. I'd go a little lower, probably like a six, two, six, three, something like that. Ooh, if okay. I had to rate it, it was, I'm enjoying my glass yeah. and my ratings aren't quite as, quite as harsh. Like I think, I think Warren's grades kind of go like exponential when it gets past <laughs> an eight or so, <laughs> or as mine's a little more steady, like Pappy 23. I've only had the 21. I've never had the 23, I don't think. But the 21 is still ranks, it's, it's so far up there. Weeded whiskeys are so nice. And this one yeah. has a nice wheat content to it. It does, has it. a good amount of wheat and, content, 15%. It adds a neat little bit of, uh, I don't know, I say, say graininess, which is silly for a whiskey because everything's fucking grain in there. Sure. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's like there's a certain, a certain quality to it that I am enjoying immensely. But I'd say anything above a five for me is something like I would say I am enjoying my drink. And if it's above a six, I'd say, yeah, like if it was that or X, Y, Z, like, you know, some, some generic micro distillery, if it's above a six, I'd probably take it over a generic micro distillery. And then seven and seven, once you get to that, it's like, yeah, I'm going to single that out of the bar. And then probably similar to, similar to Warren here. It's like, yeah, above an eight, like I'm going to go out of my way if I hear they have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, try it, yeah. there's a couple, you know, there's uh, Kentucky owl. I tried for the first time about a year and a half ago and it, it blew me away. Like it was so good, but it also is 125 a bottle in the liquor store. It's the most expensive bourbon you can get on oh. the normal shelf. Yeah. Um, but it's delicious. So I, but that one, like if someone has it, I'll be like, Hmm, I'll go get a glass of that. If I'm like <laughs> looking for a bourbon that night. Sure. And then above that, you get to the nutty stuff that like, yeah, like your top shelf now is 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 above any other top shelf in Keene. Like I hope you beat without up the question, security without in this question, place. without question. Right now, <laughs> oh, my top shelf at the diplomat. I've worked really hard to get here. Oh yeah, and I just added a new bottle tonight, which you tried. It was um, it was fantastic. It was yeah. very wry. But if you're, if you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker or Scotch, like coming here, you're gonna get some pretty rare stuff. I heard the yeah. Pappy was the mystery. I, if Pappy's the mystery, I'm firing her on the spot. It's going to be like, literally, Michaela, just walk out the fucking door. But yeah, you know, you're, you're top shelf. Like, I mean, I've any any bar that has opened in this region in the last 15 years, I have been there to try their whiskeys. And, yeah. like, I've been there to check it out. And, like, the, the top whiskey bar that Keen area has had previously was probably Kaylee House. The, uh, the 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 Celtic pub that was where Summit oh, yeah. where they Summit had, Winery is now yeah, their Scotch their Scotch and Irish selection was out of this world at the time, oh. but they only lasted like you know, eight months or something. Yeah, and it's <laughs> kind of like out there. You know? It There's is nothing like you, that's definitely one of those things. Like you said, you rate it an eight or higher, you're going to drive to get it, and that's what people needed oh, yeah. to do. So. And their scotches were worth driving from. They they had some really great selection and yeah. The uh, and beyond that, like a lot of places in town here, have some good have some good whiskeys. Like if I go in there, I'll be like, "Oh, I see that bottle." Yep. But the yeah. restaurants they have to like for the whole for the masses. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm a specialized. We're a specialized place. Here. And that's why, like, approach. there's. I mean, it is hands down now. That is a heck of a collection you got up there Thank right you. now. And uh, 
I mean, everything from you know, you got the you got that blood oath up there still. I do have it's blood up oath. there. Yeah, yeah. now I mean, everything you know, the, the blood oath. I to bought the, six bottles of it. <laughs> damn boy. Yeah. And the Pappy Twenty Three. I mean, it's just yeah. it's it's unheard of for a bar to have that. Let alone like a bar in a town of keen size to have that. It is it yeah. is an exquisite yeah. bottle that if you can you can ever get your hands on it, and that's the problem. Like you can. I got a couple bottles of Weller at home, which is <laughs> Weller. If you if you're unfamiliar with the Pappy franchise. Weller is basically like the stuff they're like, yeah, it's not quite pappy, but it's the same stuff. It's, just, it's, it's, good. it's yeah. the same stuff, and I love my Weller. It's delicious, but like that's just because I can't get my hands on pappy. <laughs> well, and that's the thing in New Hampshire, too, because in New Hampshire, in order to sell alcohol, you have to buy it from the state. So even if you find it online or, or anywhere, you can't sell it in a bar or right. anywhere unless in New Hampshire. Unless you buy it from the state. Unless you buy it from yeah. the state, which is why most restaurants aren't going to have stuff this quality because there's just not enough of it and they're not going to pay to do it. Correct. So. Yeah, you got to win the raffles. I mean, that's the that's yeah. that's the way to get it. if because there are so many people in New Hampshire that are looking for these rare bottles. Um, Absolutely. Whether those rare bottles be, you know, pappies and the things that are like the real, real, like you know, the, the you know the unicorns of the whiskey world. Sure. What um, is the MSRP on that on that bottle of Pappy Twenty Three? I will not tell you. You can Google it. <laughs> the, the, M- the MSRP is not the problem with it. Uh, it's the beauty of the New Hampshire liquor store system is that it is a, it is an expensive bottle. Yes. But the secondary market is really where the problem secondary, is. Yeah. Secondary it's, it's market scarcity. price. Secondary market price is what, six thousand. Six thousand. Yeah. Six thousand. Yeah. That's again. That's secondary market stuff. Is uh, sure for Pappy is where it's all about because it's just scarcity. Oh, you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys want to try a mystery alcohol tonight? Well, are you going to rate? Oh, the Penelope. Uh, I'm going to rate Penelope's at seven point one. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, it's really good. I like yeah. Penelope stuff. Penelope. <laughs> Penelope. Stop the Penelope thing. I feel bad saying that when we're talking about it because I actually read a little bit of their history. It's actually named after the. The oh, creator's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Oh well, now I'm a bad person. Now you feel like an <laughs> asshole. No, actually, there's the uh, the consignment shop in town. I started referring to it as, as Penelope's. Penelope's. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that was that, that was. So I saw the the uh, the bourbon. I was like, oh, yeah, Penelope. All right. Yeah, I definitely won't say that tonight. Are you Bluetooth then? Let's see if it works tonight. It should, but who knows? Not ringing yet. But that's your phone. No, it hasn't even called yet. Like it says, but, but I mean, that's oh, your goes. phone. Here it goes. Who are we calling? Uh, nobody apparently, because I don't hear it. I don't hear shit. Wah, wah, wah. Should I just yell through the mic at her? No, I'm gonna go up and tell her because I want to grab you guys a little taste of the toasted. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. You didn't bring that down. So I'll be right back. If you want to talk about toasted, uh, we have. Is it on here? We have a sheet here about the toasted. Oh, I got it right here. All right, so the toasted is 75% corn. Happy, happy, sorry. Oh, oh, we're drinking pappy now? All right, I mean, don't don't twist my arm. I guess we're drinking pappy. I mean. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the toasted. No. Yeah, we were just talking about the char level. So we got a char level three, heavy toast. Okay, so so do you know the different char levels? I don't know what they all exactly, what the, what the numbers all correlate to as far okay. as like, you know. Just scientifically what they a all bigger mean. number is more char yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be more char and it's going to be potentially a darker char okay um so, so yeah it, when they the barrels basically have a propane torch stuck inside of them yeah the barrels get rotated and you just burn the inside of the barrels to get the you know the, the burnt flavor and what that'll do is uh first of all help color your whiskey sure um so darker chars and higher toast levels will tend to make the whiskey a little bit darker colored and uh, it'll also tend to get some, you know, when you burn something, you're changing the chemical composition of the wood. 
Yeah. And so you're going to get all sorts of different, you won't just get like extra smoke. You're mm. not going to get like burnt flavor. Sure. But you could get a hint of that. But you're also completely changing, like I was saying, like vanillins and stuff like that. When you burn a vanillin, suddenly you're, you know, you're burning it. You're yeah, changing the chemical villains. Changing the composition chemically, so you can create all sorts of different uh, different flavors in it. Are these your flight glasses? Oh, these Josh? are toasted. These yeah. are adorable glasses, right? Part of the. They don't. They don't come. These are my new uh, flight glasses because we're going to start doing um, bourbon flights here or bourbon whiskey scotch flights. Very and nice. you can you can pick and choose what you want. So I'm going to have a whole list of all my uh, alcohols, my bourbon whiskey scotch, and you can pick and choose what you want to drink. Are there, are there tiered flights? No, there's not. That's literally no. So it's, it's, just, it's 100 bucks. Pappy, you could pappy, buy, pappy, you, pappy. You could buy a $2.50 basil Hayden and buy a $80 pappy. So they're all different so prices. This would, pappy would be choose. $80 on this size. Uh, yes. Okay. This is the half, right? No, that's all. Well, you guys have almost a full ounce. But, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's interesting about this is 75% corn. So that's a huge amount of corn. Yep. Which you're going to get in a bourbon over 50, but it's also 21% rye. That's a huge amount of rye. That's way more than the other one. Way more. So this is very rye-y. And I didn't know they. I didn't know they changed their. I thought they left the percentages. I the thought, same. yeah, I thought their whole four grain series was like, hey, this is our mash bill. Yeah, we're just going to age these differently. No, and then three percent malted barley, and I don't know what. So they, no, no wheat at all then. None. Or actually, one percent, I guess. Well, that I don't know. That's up to good, 99. That's what I was going to say. Is, <laughs> is it like, do they consider water part of that? But no, that's the mash no. bill. So it's, yeah, we're missing yeah, a percentage. W- water here. is 44%. What do you think, Josh? 45%. I haven't, I haven't tasted it yet, but what I think is funny, you guys were talking about, you know, putting your finger in it and putting it on your hand. Ooh. Um, and I figured out why it is that every time we ever did a, a, like when we were smelling it, why you guys were like, oh, it's acetone. Yeah. My sniffer sucks. Like, I can't smell anything when I put it on my hand. I just smell my hand <laughs> versus putting my nose in and I actually get a smell. Gotcha. So, I'm not getting nearly as much aroma as the last one either. Yeah, like my no- the nose either. on this one is maybe this I is, burnt out my nose. I don't this know. is double uh, double barreled as well. So you should get a lot of smokiness. So so what's the difference between so double barrel versus what was barrel oh, strength? Barrel strength. What's the difference? So no, they take it out, they age it, right, and then yep. they take it out of the barrel, and then they put it in another new gotcha. charred barrel. So it could it could suck up the juices more yeah. from the fresh barrel, correct? Twice versus the other one is they just take it straight out of the barrel. So they this one's still mixed it, with water. They put it in the barrel afterwards. once, and that's it. Yeah, this gotcha. one could be, but it's also 110 proof. That's 110. So, so yeah, maybe so the, not it so might much. still be barrel proof. And actually, the, the real fun stuff is uh, is called Sol, is called Solera, where Ooh. they use the same barrel and then they just keep keep topping it off. So, Wait, so as it, as it evaporates, they keep topping. Yeah, they it top off. it oh. off and they'll keep they'll pour it off as they'll pour it off and add more. And so it's actually like the same. Technically, some of the original stuff is still in there, and they just keep adding to the top. Of it. Oh, is this the mystery? That's the mystery. So put that off to the side okay. for right now. So yeah, Solero stuff. There's a, a Hill Rock. Yeah. Hill Rock's out of New York. They do a, a really good Solero. <laughs> right here for you. I think somebody's trying to I win the so. thing again. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Too late. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but I just took the photo too. We have a consolation prize. He didn't tell you. He's gonna get something here. What are you getting? I'm gonna give him five bucks, Mr. Washington. <laughs> Why'd you get him a drink? <laughs> oh, what? beer? Do you want a beer? There, you just, you just bought you one. Want a quick Bud Light? Sure. 
Michaela, get him a Bud Light. All right. Look at that. <laughs> Check his ID first. Oh, fuck. <laughs> which one is which? which? One? Yeah, you guys don't <laughs> no. know. What I, you guys don't know what I just did here. I do know. Uh, hold on. So let me look and so see I if I can darker, tell which one's I have a darker. darker. One and a lighter one. Do you? Uh, yes. I don't. You do have a darker one. You're, which you're one left, is darker? Your left hand's lighter. Mystery. Oh, mystery lighter. is lighter. Mystery's lighter. Right, it's yeah. almost got like a pink right. flavor let's color to it. Toast. Let's yeah. taste the toasted, please, so we can get this over with. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I didn't drink the whole thing. I just tasted it. I thought. I thought without a script, we would go this has shorter. A lot more mouthfeel to it. But we went. The viscosity of this one feels a little bit thicker. Hey, you said you said that word correct this time. Viscosity. Yeah, last time you were vis- 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 viscosity. It is thick. It is thick. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's thick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, these alcohol contents are just insane on these things. So, Well, that's nice, though. It is. It is. Definitely very, very different flavor than the way first Way more, there. like, ch- charred flavor. Well, yeah, yeah the toasted, obviously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get that like smokiness. Spicy, sm- smoky, Very yeah. spicy, yes. Very I like spicy. that. And some of that's probably the barrel, the, the, you know, the double barrel, the extra toast and stuff, and some of that's yeah. also... The uh, the twenty one percent rye versus seven percent rye. Absolutely, good call. Good Rye's call. got that spice. This is why we have him on. Yeah, right. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Fuck. I mean, that and I just like being here with you guys. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. We enjoy right. you know hanging Let's, out. Let's um conversing. You have the uh, mystery in your hand. I do. All right. Let's try the mystery. Ooh, mystery time. Mystery. Your mystery's right here on the corner. You have the mystery machine out. Are we going to smell it first? Yeah, you guys can smell it. We are. Yeah, okay, good. It. <laughs> Ooh, it smells almost like an Irish. It is, it is, it is not apple cider vinegar. Uh, thank God. <laughs> like it was it the like, other time. <laughs> it smells like Bacardi. No. Yep. 100%. It is much sweeter smell. <laughs> a lot sweeter smell than whatever we were having before. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, oh she wanted to wave. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, so you guys taste it. What do you guys think of this? Obviously a mystery. Where are we going? Oh. Whoa. Oh. I think my palate was killed with the last one still. <clears throat> what? Okay. Uh, sip number two on that one. That is definitely not a bourbon or a whiskey, I don't think at all. Guess who just shot it? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's obviously Bacardi. <laughs> I don't think it's Bacardi, though. I just That's say it's Bacardi. Thing. I'm just going to say it's Bacardi every week until I fucking get it. It doesn't taste hey. quite sweet enough for Bacardi. No. But Broke, I broken clocks right twice a, twice a day. Is that what they say? That's odd. That is odd. Why is that? It tastes like... Is my palate just so shit that I just no. can't taste it, right I now? I think it's... Well, I think the one of the things you guys are experiencing right now is the fact we just had 210 proof whiskeys. Yeah. And now we're drinking something that's probably, probably 80, 80, 80 or less, 80 so it 90, tastes yeah. watery. It's water. Yeah. <laughs> is this flavored water? <laughs> I think it's brown flavored water. I think that's <laughs> what it is. That's... This that's is definitely the keen notes. water. Yeah. I get a little bit of uh, hydrogen notes, <laughs> a little bit of oxygen notes. Um, uh, the water treatment plant's doing their job. I'll taste a little chlorine. Yep. Wait, I have no idea. That's a one of your bottom shelf something. That's for sure. Uh, it's, bottom it's, shelf? It's, it's, okay, they're trying to keep her job. What's the cheapest thing I could put in here? 
<laughs> it's beer. Damn it, we're drinking beer. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, shit. I don't know. Michaela, can you move to the side so I can look at what's up there? Just so I can get an if, idea. If it's, if it's whiskey, I'm going with an Irish because it's... It's we don't well, and that's the thing. So typically, because we have guests from all walks of life, oh, so sure. so if someone's not a connoisseur of alcohol, we'll just say, hey, just what is it? Is it you know rum? Is it tequila? It's clearly is alcohol. It, <laughs> is it alcohol? Okay, hey, there you go. <laughs> I, think, um, I think we win. I'm trying to I think, think so. of a whiskey that has a pink tint to it. Pink but, tint. Because this, if you look at it, there. Thank you. Put this next to the the oak, and there's a pink, like the last one we just had, the char. There's a pink tint. Kelly's color. blocking my view. He Bucks blocks a Kelly. lot of people's view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real. I don't think it has enough sweetness for a rum. I think it's. I'm guessing like an Irish Jameson, but I don't know for sure. I was gonna say, is really? it Jamo? Jamo, you guys are going Jamo. He said Irish whiskey so. of, of some sort. That's all I have for Irish whiskey. Yeah, it right tastes, now. It or, no, I have slain too. It does slain. taste whiskey y. It have does slain. have that whiskey y taste to it. All right. So, uh, Michaela. Wait, we haven't guessed yet. I said JMO. He said JMO. He said Irish whiskey. I'm saying Irish, but I can't put my finger on which one. Well, I, don't, I don't know what you guys carry. I'm going to say Bacardi. Bacardi. It's okay. not Bacardi. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm definitely going. Oh, no. Oh, no. I saw that bottle. <laughs> ah, it's Evan it's Williams. Evan. It is bottom oh, show. It is bourbon. Oh, we would have never gotten that. It's, yeah. It is, but I, I did say whiskey. It is very, very watery compared to what we were just drinking. Do you have the camera yes. on me? No, but I can do that. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with Evan Williams. There you go, Evan Williams. Much appreciate the bottom line. Uh, the shelf. It, is that even on we the went shelf? The opposite of what I <laughs> fucking asked for, that's for sure. I mean, the whale's a, si- a type of shelf. Total opposite. It's true. It's more it's of a trough, but yeah. There you go. Well, <laughs> I got to be around when you're feeling generous on that one. Tonight's the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait here. You help me clean up. I'll get you some pappy. All right, uh, deal. <laughs> that was easy. Some Williams. Uh, <laughs> Happy Williams. Happy Williams. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, All what right. else do we got? Did no, you, you want to call time. anyone? No, this was a great time. I think yeah. I think we had a great time tonight. I appreciate Mike coming on. Ah, great um, hanging out with you guys. Yeah, he absolutely. has a wealth of knowledge. I think yeah. we all had a good time. The benefit of being a whiskey lover is also a chemical engineer. So. He is a chemical <laughs> there you engineer. Go. Yeah. I was going to say, I, up until this show, I've kind of been the... the SME or subject matter expert on, you know, the whiskey or bourbon, and then he comes on. Now I feel like a dummy. <laughs> right? No, I just know the shit that nobody cares about. That's that's the important part. Well, we care about it in yeah. our like. Our if you're listening, four and, and a half care about listeners it. care about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the big thing about tasting whiskey or tasting really anything is that, like, what what you taste is like fucking dirty socks. Mm-hmm. Someone else is like, oh, it's mango. Yeah, and like it's right. the same flavor, it's the Thank same chemical, you. but like your brain interprets the exact same flavor differently as someone else, and sure. it's it's the, it's the that's what whiskey tastings are really fun for. I do a hey, here's your here's your samples, and then we go around. Everyone has to write down what they taste, and holy crap, some of the answers we've got. Like I, <laughs> I gave my brother the entire flight once beforehand because I wanted some tasting notes to give, like amateur amateur tasting notes, and he's like, oh, this one tastes like that gack slime from the 1990s smelled like that was his that was his excuse and like what? oh yeah yeah you remember like i do remember no yeah oh it's like a nickelodeon thing yeah it was like 
Oh, it, sm- it had this horrible chemical smell. Well, it would come in the thing like Play-Doh, kind oh, of. Yeah, okay. come little, little eggs. Yes, yeah. yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it had this vile chemical smell. And we tasted some bourbon, and he smelled it. He's like, it smells like gack, man. <laughs> and like, and I gave it to, who's now my wife at the time, was my, was my girlfriend. And uh, I, I gave her some of the tastes, and she said, all right. Like, we had hiked, uh, she'd hiked Katahdin a couple times, and they stayed at the same hotel. And it's like, this hotel built in the 1970s, and like, haven't changed anything since then. And she's like, oh, man, this smells like the curtains of the Baxter Park Inn in Millinocket, <laughs> Maine. I'm like, what? The, that is so specific. But, like, supposedly smell is your, uh, yeah. most closely tied to your memories and stuff. And yep. so yeah. people come up with the wildest things that things smell like and taste like. It's pretty cool to see, you know, in a real whiskey tasting, like, all the different things that people come up with that these things actually taste like. Because what you think smells delicious some of those things smells some bad. Those, yeah. Some smells yeah. bad and well, like, let's let's plan a let's plan a whiskey tasting with you. Let's do it. Because I can let's I can it. definitely get some people in here to, to taste some stuff. So scotch is always fun. No, uh, I'll do scotch. We can. We can I have plenty down, of scotch on the shelf, so there's there's no no issue there. Eighteen. Oh well. <laughs> We'll, we'll put that one in there somewhere. We'll we'll end, we'll end with the muffler looking scotches. The, yeah, fun, those, fun those real good peaty ones. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> Which like some people a peaty, love them. I hate a peaty scotch. I'm sure you love it because you like the smoky. No, 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 no. no you no. don't like it. Oh man, uh, my scotch, my, my scotch of choice. Yes, number one scotch. Number one is uh, is, is the Glenmorangie Signet. Oh, it is. It's about a two hundred dollar bottle. I got a bottle okay. for my bachelor party like six years ago, and. Uh, what is I, the age on that? It is not an age statement. Okay. However, if you read online, like they're very secretive about what it what it is, but they use this thing called it's a chocolate malt, and it actually the, it's a scotch that literally has the aftertaste of cocoa beans. Really, it is the most delicious thing I've ever had, and so it has rumors, a chocolatey flavor to it. The the aftertaste only. You oh. sip it, it tastes like just a really nice smooth scotch because uh, rumor has it it has between 35 and 40-year-old scotches blended into it. Really? And it is it is absolutely fantastic. It comes in a super fancy case so you can feel all important when you, when you buy it. For 200 bucks, I'm in. Yeah, yeah and, it's, um, and it's, it is absolutely the, absolutely the best scotch that I've had. And I've, Do they have it at the liquor store in New Hampshire? or? Yeah, Keene usually has a couple bottles. Yeah. Um, the, the first time I bought Not it. Not anymore. To, Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I had to buy it at the... Uh, Stop looking at me. At the seacoast last time, but uh, they, okay. the, the keen one has, they do stock it usually. And uh, what time does the New Hampshire liquor store open up? Because I need to beat somebody if I want to get some. <laughs> and the bonus is Glen Morangie. If you don't like the smoky stuff, Glen yeah. Morangie stuff is is always a lot smoother. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, like Glen Morangie. Not, not not real smoky. Um, I mean, I like McAllen, but but Glen Morangie as well. McAllen, um, I don't drink just because I, I I don't know. I think there's I think there's a price. I think it's a name, it's, a little bit of a name increase that uh, that Glenmorangie and uh, some of the other ones. Don't I don't have. disagree. Balcony it's doesn't have it definitely, as well. definitely overpriced, um, especially if you go down to the twelve. The twelve, I think, is overpriced compared to. But here's the thing: you go back, I, I want to say seven, seven, eight years. It, Keen has three in stock. It's <laughs> so delicious. They have none in stock now. if you were going to buy this uh you better wake up early because it's gone (laughs) all right let's wrap it up all right yeah let's wrap it up um all right well hey great podcast thanks for coming out yeah i appreciate it man and Uh, uh thanks again to mike thanks again to sergeant gill thanks again to warren for trying his best 
I appreciate it. Take the short bus home. <laughs> it's the only bus I can take, man. It's, uh, it's, yeah. We're at the Diplomat Cigar Lounge at 21 Davis Street again. Thank you for hosting us. We're here every week. Great selection. Beautiful downtown Keene. Beautiful downtown Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> oh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Pumpkin Fest. I wanted to, I had so many Pumpkin Fest questions. Uh, we'll, have on, we'll have them on we'll again. We'll have them on again. All right. When we get closer to October. Yeah, closer to October, we'll have them on. We'll Do have it them up. on in August. I'll be around. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that awkward yeah. silence. Awkward. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>